Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morana. We have been chronicling in these local commentaries the very real possibility that Mayor Eric Adams is likely to face a very strong challenge from his left in the Democratic primary for mayor in two years. So he was asked about it yesterday. He was asked about it by the Daily News and quite predictably he dismissed this. He said I got a city to govern and he kind of brushed off the question. Now that's fine. That's exactly what I would expect him to do. What is he going to say? I'm cowering in fear over the possibility of a Democratic primary opponent? No. But before Mayor Adams answered the Daily News' question about the fundraising component of a mayoral campaign and what a potential opponent would need to raise in terms of funds and the amount of money that Adams has raised, totally legitimate question. The deputy mayor for public safety, Philip Banks, who many people say is the actual police commissioner who left a prior role with the NYPD through a massive cloud of suspicion, who has an enormous amount of sway with Mayor Adams especially over issues involving law enforcement. His brother, by the way, David Banks, is also the New York City schools chancellor. So Deputy Mayor Banks attended this live stream briefing and quite audibly, in full view of the press corps and everybody there, he was heard loudly sighing before muttering, stupid blank effing question. That's what he said, stupid blank blanking question. This is the deputy mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams' right-hand man, asked after the briefing if Mayor Adams stood by Philip Banks' expletive-ridden remarks. City Hall spokesman Charles Lutvak said everyone is entitled to their own opinion. They certainly are. The question is, does Mayor Adams stand by that opinion? Is it his opinion that a question about the mayoral race is a stupid blank blanking question? Also, how does Philip banks and how does city hall think this is an appropriate way to treat a legitimate question from the press and by extension a legitimate question from the public these guys wonder why they get such bad press this is why because they treat the press with contempt this is no way to treat New York City's press corps. And it's not right when Donald Trump does it. It's not right when Eric Adams does it. Certainly not right when Philip Banks does it. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. New Jersey does something very wacky with its elections. Well, it does a few things very wacky with their elections. But one of the wackier things that it does is it has something where each county 
organization, each party county organization has a county line. And if you're not the hand-picked choice of the county organization in a partisan election, you are basically on the Siberia of the ballot. You're all the way out in right field. And Jersey City Mayor Steve Fulop, who's running for governor in 2025, wants to end the county line. And he has made some comments that I am all for, and I'd love to see more candidates that are running, both for governor and the state legislature, pick up on this idea because it's a big risk for him to say this. He said uh, New Jersey does something different than most states in how the ballot is laid out, and it creates a situation where a small group of people have the opportunity to pick a lot of the elected positions. Here was Steve Fulop on the in the middle with Joey Block podcast. To get elected, I have no choice. I'm going to work within the structure. But I think long term, you know, I think the only option for New Jersey to be a great place is that you need to reform how elections happen. And the line structure is not the best for engaging people. So I think changing that and creating a better system is important and in the best interest of New Jersey. So, yeah, I'd be supportive uh, of changing that. And I've been clear. Uh, look, I've been a candidate that's won and ran outside of that traditional political system. And, uh, you know, at the same time, I have a lot of relationships inside it. But to me, the most important thing is how do you energize, engage the most people possible? And and I think that the line structure fairly uh, tends to disenfranchise a lot of people. And so change is important. Fulop is the first major gubernatorial candidate to weigh in on New Jersey's bizarre county line system. Fulop, as he said there, is actively seeking the line in any county he can realistically get it. I don't see that as hypocritical, though. A candidate always wants to use whatever advantage they can get, but uh, I don't think there's any chance it'll change by 2025, but it should. The members of the legislature that are listening, the county bosses that are listening, they ought to change this wacky line system. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. New York's most infamous congressman, George Santos, has now been charged with 10 new felony counts. This in addition to his existing indictment. He is now facing new charges accusing him of lies and credit card fraud, even identity theft. These new accusations were made in a 23-count superseding indictment that laid out how Santos had charged his donors' credit cards repeatedly without their authorization and distributed the money to his and other candidates' campaigns and to his own bank account. We'll see what happens. Uh, those are some pretty serious accusations, but I am one of the few radio shows in America that believes everybody's actually entitled to the presumption of innocence. So we'll keep an eye on that. However, politically, this creates an even tougher position for Santos. And I think it's probably a matter of time before Santos is either removed from office or he chooses not to run for re-election. And a very well-known political name entered the fray in this district yesterday. Former congressman and former former Nassau County executive Tom Swazi, who held the seat 
prior to Santos, officially announced his campaign for this seat, which he gave up last year to run for governor against Kathy Hochul. He came in third in the gubernatorial race last year, but I really liked him. If I was a registered Democrat, I would have voted for him in that primary. I thought he struck the right tone. I liked a lot of where he was on the issues, and uh, I really think he is probably the man to beat. If it's a primary, I think you're going to see a lot of people running on both sides. I think Swazi's probably the favorite candidate. If there's not a primary and there's a special election, the parties just get to make their selections on their own, and that person is the Republican nominee and the Democratic nominee. So I think uh, that Swazi would probably have an edge there as well. I don't know what's going to happen, but I like Swazi. I'm glad that he's running, and uh, I think he is an able public servant. Not without fault, but I don't know of a public servant that is without fault. We'll see what happens. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WNBC. Local Spotlight. We have talked about on this show how the migrant crisis has been a huge payday for a bunch of private contractors, a bunch of private companies who are being paid by the city to shelter and deal with these migrants. One of the companies that has been very controversial is the publicly traded healthcare company, DocGo. And boy, oh boy, the more we learn about DocGo, the more we learn that the taxpayers in New York City and New York State are being ripped off. A security company posted an ad with Craigslist in search of, quote, a dedicated and vigilant credentialed security officer who will play a crucial role in maintaining a safe and secure environment for our clients and their properties. The top benefit, a competitive salary of $22.20 cents per hour. Not bad. Working for the Bronx-based A&H Security Services. Anyone who secured an interview could potentially land a job patrolling hotels where migrants have been sheltering for months under the oversight of DocGo, a company that has secured a no-bid $432 million contract with New York City in May. Here's the catch. DocGo can bill New York City $50 an hour for security guards, according to a copy of the contract that was obtained by the Albany Times Union through a Freedom of Information Act request. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. They are paying their security guards $20 an hour while charging the city of New York $50 an hour. They are ripping us off like crazy. And this all was done with a no-bid contract. They are sticking that $30 right in their shareholders' pockets. The taxpayers are being ripped off and the security guard is being ripped off. The low wages and high billing rate is part of a pattern for DocGo under its contract with New York City to oversee thousands of migrants upstate and in the New York City area. DocGo often bills the city twice what it pays employees. This is according to a review of other job postings, as well as interviews with both current and former employees and immigration advocates that are familiar with the company's work. Great reporting by the Albany Times Union, one of the many reasons why local journalism is so important. But the headline here is, you're being ripped off by DocGo. And I think the officials that approve this no-bid contract, they owe us all a little explanation as to how this contract was awarded and why there's so little oversight in the billing. Beam me up! To be continued. 